rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let's pray in the spirit for a minute or so. Inakupere tuseni ketu menia atupa ninangatumenia katosa vedisha. Rine kupere ketu peria tospalatania. Zuve nine meke. O lote ne kure monomia ninanoki na 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 na. Efo lo noprina moli atene kuneni atene neke. Isanyo koplote la nine kenebotia. O finane neko rope nina naki atoni mosita leko menia. We receive the spirit of wisdom and understanding. We receive supernatural insight. We receive uncommon, uncommon grace in the name of Jesus. Our minds will not be muddled up or messed up with uh, religious jargon or cultural, or cultural complication. But we receive of the breath of God. We receive of the understanding of the Most High. Ne polotonia kupre de kepelia to bredeke tos peledeia. Esa tomenia koplento preliga tolomenia sobratus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Spirit of God. Berato shabratus. We adore you, God. We adore you, God. We adore you, God. All right, if you're ready, someone say, I'm ready, 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 I'm ready. Loads of scriptural references tonight. I'm trusting the Lord. As we have prayed, our minds are open, our spirits are receptive, our lives are responsive, the flow in grace. Many of us have been in church 20, 30 years, we've never had an exhaustive teaching. So I'm going to start today. I'll conclude on this batch of teachings on Sunday, but we're going to have a long teaching, I don't know, Friday or weekend sometime, I don't know, maybe early in the year, yeah, sometime, I, I need like two, three, four, five hours to just unpack and so that you can also ask questions, which are very important when you're introducing a, a new dimension of the word or some aspects of theology, it's important that people are able to ingest, digest, um, and ask questions. It is so, so critical. Part of the reason many of us have e had issues in many years of our lives was that we, information was dumped on us, so we didn't have enough things. All right, let's start off with uh, Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go there real quick. This is instructed from verse 1. God who at various times and in various ways, watch that now, various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us, watch this now, by his son. And it says that this son, he has appointed the heir of all things. So this son is going to be the heir of all things. He's, he's an appointment. And God keeps his appointment. Right? Heir of all things. Through the son, he also made the worlds. Who, that's the son now, is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things 
by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down where? At the right hand of the majesty, that is the, the base of authority, at the right side of the Father, on high, having become, now watch this, we're getting to verse 4, having become so much better, somebody says so much better, so much better than the angels, as he has obtained, or as he has by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. Let me start, let me, let me start teaching. Notice Hebrews now is explaining to us that the spiritual thing, spiritual enters, it speaks about tabernacle, the shadows, the types, it speaks about the Ark of the Covenant, it speaks about the reflection of the covenant in heaven, it speaks about the fact that the high priest receives tight, tight in the heavens and all of that. But he opens it up with the centrality of the sun. Somebody say the sun is central. The sun is central. Just the same way the S-U-N is central to our galaxy. The S-E-S-O-N is central. Uh -huh. The S-O-N is central to God's galaxy. Every planetary body in the realm of the spirit, every brilliant light, every uh, luminary, every intelligent person, every species, every creature, every created being, revolves around the sun. So the sun must gain ascendancy. The sun must be given priority, must be given preeminence, precedence, right? So he starts off with that, and then he now begins to talk about the angelic order. The angelic order. He says, see, the centrality and the superiority of the sun is not just the fact that he is the sun. It's also the fact that this sun he came into, I'm feeling goosebumps already. I'm just getting started. He, I love the word of God. Some say I love the word of God. Like God's revelation moves me. And I don't even know which one was more that revelation or worship. It's actually a revelation because true worship has to be predicated on revelation, right? Worship without revelation uh, might just end up being sensation, a sweet sensation. And a sweet sensation, you might just end up with beans and, and Gary and all of them. Gary, yeah, they do that. So, I'm getting excited, but if somebody gets are, are we on track? It says that this son, verse 4, has become so much more, so much better than the angels. Why? He has obtained by inheritance a more excellent name than thee. So, he is establishing something now. That angels have a dimension of excellence. And when you think about name... Don't just think about like Damilela, right? Because Jesus did not have a change of name after he resurrected. So the name he's talking about is not a nomenclatural appellation. He's not talking about a titular specification. He's talking about an insignia, a signature in the spirit. He's talking about a place that he occupies. He's talking about an identity. He's talking about... Uh, <laughs> It's talking about a name. So let me give you an example. There are many Adenugas. How many people know Adenugas? You know Adenuga, you know Jumoke Adenuga, you know Soji Adenuga, you know Lolaki Adenuga. You know any Adenuga inside this world. On social media, LinkedIn, wherever, you know Adenugas, right? Yeah, you know all those Adenugas. But you know that there is a Mike Adenuga. 
And that that Mark Adenuga, when you spell his surname, A-D-E-N-U-J-G-A, you spell it the same way as the Rolake Adenuga that is under Ikorodu tree. Right? You spell the same name. Eh? But that uh, James Adenuga is swinging from Monlue to Malue. Right? But the Mike, the very Mike Adenuga has a name. <laughs> and that name, not before no come. That name he obtained by a series of protocols. Come on now. By a series of engagements in the Nigerian economy and the global economy. And now, he has obtained. Are we getting it? I'm sorry about distraction. I always forget to mute people. Uh -huh. It has a V behind it. Yesterday, I, I was on Twitter. I'm not usually on Twitter a lot. Um, most of my operations are on Instagram. Getting to be more active on LinkedIn now. Thanks to those who are supporting my LinkedIn game. I appreciate it. I see your shares and comments, right? So, tweet every now and again. I pop in there. And so, I saw a tweet by Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter. And it said, I'm tweeting at work. Can you consider that work? <laughs> I said, hey, when people are big, they are big. <laughs> so you get the point he's trying to make that CEO of Twitter. So if he's tweeting at work, will you call that work? Or is he using office time to do personal stuff? You see, he's just, the guy's just having fun and is at the expense of many people. Anyway, but there are many mosques. There are even three musketeers, but there's only one Elon Musk because they've obtained that name by protocol. So listen, please. When you call the name of Jesus, we'll talk about the uh, tools of war. So we still have a number of exciting messages ahead. I'm still going to teach you postures of power. There are about seven postures of power. Um, and, and we're going to talk about the tools for the war, weapons of your war or warfare, right? So I don't want to speak too much about the name because one of the weapons of our warfare is the name. Okay? The weapons of warfare are not kind of mighty through God. So the name that Jesus has obtained is not a canal name. In other words, it's not the name, the nomenclatural ID of his body. That name is not the name Jesus because there are many Jesuses in Brazil, right? There are many Jesus. Some of you that watch football, you have seen Jesuses come and go and there will be Jesus that they broke his leg on the football field. That cannot be your own Jesus. There is Jesus that is sleeping with women up and down that is the, so you spell J-E-S-U-S. -S. This is the reason knowing Jesus is not about knowing how to spell the name. It's about knowing the name. Are, are we here now? <laughs> it's about knowing the name. So Paul says that he has become so much better than the angels. So let me start shaking certain tables now. There are certain denominations or sects or religious groups that exalt angels above the world. In fact, there are aspects of Pentecostalism that exalt angelic visitation above the witness of the Holy Ghost in their hearts. Come on, can I talk right now? That will make you feel less of a believer because you have not seen an angel. Because you have not touched gold dust. Because you have not caught an angel by the wing. You know how people tell you stories that an angel came into my house and I just, ah, before he went out, I just passed him by the wing. I kept that wing in my wardrobe. And before I knew it, the wing, the wing became silver. Come on, talk to me if I'm talking. 
<laughs> and every time you say God went, and you'll be thinking God went. See, listen, if you see the word, you have seen something greater than an angel. That's, I, I'm trying to just help somebody right now. If you see the word, if you see the revelation of the truth, if you see the revelation of the truth, you have seen something superior to an angel. Okay? I know some still want to see angels, of course. Some people, in fact, what God told me is that as you teach this correctly, some people will actually have angelic encounters. Because when you're running after angels, you're likely going to run into a demon. You are never designed to run after angels. Say, looking unto Jesus. He didn't say, looking unto Michael. He didn't say, looking unto Gabriel. He didn't say, looking unto Wali Wali. He didn't say, look, looking unto Angel Fatai, Angel Rufai, Angel Malaika, Angel Rufilat, Angel Rukiat. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. So what it means is, he offers it, but it's also the finish. So after he offers salvation, you don't need an angel to endorse your salvation. The angels are mesmerized by the mystery of salvation. Can you hear that? So an angelic encounter is not a graduation. It's not a higher level of spiritual. Is somebody? Are we see? We need to get this now because there are a lot of. Pardon me white garment movement and then a lot of infiltration of the white garment philosophy and theology into pentecostalism and charismatic christianity that then twists things a lot and then lays premium possession on the less important things so there are arguments about who wrote hebrew some people think is paul others think is timothy others think is some other protege of paul who who is jewish right and who uh mirrors some of paul's writings and thinkings but then has a lot of uh, uh jewish ancestry or tradition and all of that well when we get to heaven everybody will be clear okay um i would lean more to paul because even though he writes a different style i would argue that he's, he's writing a different style because he's writing to the hebrews who are the jews and so as a master communicator um, if you're speaking to CEOs, so for example, this morning, I spoke to people in their 20s, between 21 and 30, at a, a personal development event, right? When speaking to them, it's different from where I'm speaking to high net worth individuals or senior managers in the bank, right? But the content matters more than the container, than the carrier. So let's not argue about that. The writer is so, he starts off with the brilliance of Jesus. And he says, see, is somebody getting something? I'm taking my time because he said God at various times, he chose different things to speak. So God can speak through anything he wants. He said, but now he has spoken to us by his son. And he said the last day. So the last day started after Jesus said it is finished. The last day isn't starting here, 2000, Y2K compliance, when they said the world was going to end. Who remembers Y2K? They said the world was going to end, though all the computers will crash. Who remembers? Who's old enough to remember the Y2K fever? 1999, say, ah, everybody, grand, you know, <laughs> oh gosh, what's a loaf wine in this world? How is that going to do with anything? How can you use the Gregorian calendar, which is just one of hundreds of calendars across the world, to tell the time of the end time? How can you use a Gregorian calendar 
when there's an Indian calendar, there are Mayan calendars, there are Chinese calendars, there are traditional calendars. <laughs> and then I said, oh, 31st of December, 1999, into year 2000. So I said, I saw my workman because I thought, ha ha, what, you, you got to that year, tunes. So because I thought the, the world will end, sure. <laughs> Sorry, tombs. If Walkman, Walkmans were still a thing, I would have bought you one, but that's past. If anybody buys a Walkman, I'd be like, is it for my museum or what? So Paul is saying, now God has spoken to us by his son. Listen, not by an angel. Not like angels cannot affirm, carry messages. We know they can. But it's saying the premium message God has is Jesus. The premium delivery man he has is Jesus. Right? So, once you know this is the will of Jesus, you don't need the sensation of an angelic being to stamp it. An angel is too small to be the verification officer of what Jesus has already approved. Let's, are we here? Mm -hmm. Because in the name of I want to say angel, I want to say angel, people have seen demons. And people have started movements. People have started all kinds of things in the name of I saw an angel. Okay? <laughs> Let me just tell you this. As we progress tonight and more so on Sunday, you will understand that you are not the one who's desperate to, an angel, to see an angel. That angels are desperate to see the next version of you. To see the unraveling of the Christ at work through your unique vessel called Uche called Idris, called Utah, they are looking at what next will come because they are not omniscient. They are looking intently, trying to see the next dimension of the glory of God. I don't want to jump the God, but see, our God is a too much God. I'm not joking. Your God is certain things tonight. Now, why don't we need an angel to endorse what Jesus has said? Because the word says in verse 3 that Jesus is the brightness of his glory. And I talked to you about two Wednesdays ago that every screen, every device that gives us visuals, gives us gives off images, has a brightness quotient. Any serious photo editing app has brightness as a factor that you can increase it. The screen you're watching me on has brightness that you can manipulate. You're using InShot, you're using CapCut, you're using Vimeo, you're using, I think even YouTube now has uh, uh, an editing suit or something built in it. And there is the brightness. So, Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. Jesus is the person who makes God's glory visible. Because the brighter the image is, the clearer you can see it. So, the brighter the light of Christ shines in my heart, the clearer I can see God. The only way to see God is through the lenses of Jesus. Every other lens approved by any optician is wrong. How have you know, for those who have used uh, glasses before, you know there's a kind of lens that will approve for you that you, it will even stop you from seeing any other thing. You used to see before, now you, you used to see maybe partially, you saw blurry images or stuff, and then you went to the optician, they now recommended nonsense, I'm sorry, for you, but the recommendation was actually a condemnation. So from seeing partially, you now start seeing nothing at all. Listen, this is what religion has done to many people. 
religion has given people the wrong lenses, has given them the lens of works, of humanism, intellectualism, mor moralistic efforts, and from people just having ideas of God before, they now see blurred vision, blurred, everywhere is blurred. That's also what happens when you're trying to rely on divine instruction by consulting a spirit or consulting an angel or a demon as the case may be. Because what you're beginning to do now, the moment the enemy knows that you are so caught up with pseudo-spirituality and that you, you believe more in sensations and in signs than you believe in the truth or on the truth, that he will arrange for you a nice-looking demon that can appear as an angel of light, that can masquerade as a carrier of revelation, and that angel will mask the, the way in which you hear what you consider the voice of God. He will now start speaking to you through your feelings, and he will start arranging circumstances around you that you will call confirmation of what you thought God said that God had no business in. Can, can I talk to somebody now? All right. With my introduction done, can I proceed? Can I teach? This is the first introduction. In the brightness of his glory, in the express image of his person. Now, what is express image? What we call carbon copy. What it means then is that when I see Jesus, I've seen God. Jesus makes God visible. So Jesus is God in visibility. Jesus is God in view. Jesus is exactly God. <laughs> uh -huh. You see that now. Now, now, does it mean that Jesus comes now, physically into the earth now, he's going to be wearing rabbi clothing? Possibly not. Because when he came, he came in the culture, in the context of the culture, that his assignment requires. So, when Jesus is going to come, he said, I saw him riding upon a horse. He's going to come with majestic influence, superior technology. But don't let me, don't let me join. Alright? Now, he says all of that, and they said in verse 4, become, he has become so much more better than angels, he has obtained by inheritance a more excellent name. So that means that we don't pray in the name of Michael. We don't pray in the name of Gabriel. We don't pray in the name of Lucifer, in the name of Uriel, or Raphael, or any other L. By the way, now, why are they, why is it Michael, why is it Gabriel, why is it Raphael? The angels, will get there shortly, the angels are referred to in a number of places in the Bible as the sons of God. Now, that word sons of God um, is like the Hebrew expression for uh, uh, offspring. Let's see, how would I put it now? Uh, not offspring, rather, but bring child. Let me let me use it. Let me put it this way: When they say, when you do some, maybe you wrote a book, okay? Uh, maybe you've written a book before, uh, or you started a business, and you say, "Oh wow, this is my baby." Does that make sense? Oh, this is my baby. This book is my baby. Uh, this air salon is my baby. This this project is my baby. Now, what did you beget the baby? Did you? Was the baby begotten? No. It was conceived in your mind, right? And says so, so that's your baby because it's your brainchild. Yeah, saxophone is my baby. So the angels, those sons of God, they are not the begotten of the father. Okay? They are not. 
but they are they were made. So angels, we'll look at this shortly. Angels were not born, they were made. <laughs> so between your clothes and the child, the picking where you born, which one is more valuable to you? Which one? Your book that is your baby, or your baby that is your that came from your which one is the real deal? Okay, which one is the real deal? Oh, come on, talk to me now. Talk to me now. Okay, everybody's answering my baby, my baby. Yeah, that's in the real baby. Oh, that's the real baby. Okay, now when you look at the names of many of those angels, what you're going to see is that Raphael, huh? Gabriel, uh, Michael. That L is God, that's the name of God. Michael, El Shaddai. L, Raphael, Gabriel, right? Those are the names of God. So because they are sons of God, in quotes, they carry the name of God. <coughs> somebody say I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. So Michael means who is like God. Gabriel means the strength of God. Uh, I can't remember what Raphael means, but I can check that up. Raphael, I think no healer, no healer like God or something like that. Yeah, healing of God. Raphael, God heals. Thank you. So the angels, what they had, they carried the name of God as an addition, like their surname. Hmm? And that's the, the, the surnames also then affect, or rather their own names also then affect their assignments. <laughs> Gabriel said, okay, no, that's true, Gabriel. Gabriel said, Gabriel said this brother now flex for me. I guess God is speaking to you in a, uh, in a personal way. So you might also want to take out some time to really just study personally and pray. When things like this happen, they're not ordinary. Yeah, there's something prophetic. And may you walk in the full manifestation of that, Gabriel, in the name of Jesus. So the devil works, works as the names of God and their names. Their names represent their function. So Gabriel, it means the strength of God. Now, Gabriel, that's Gabriel, Gabriel, what was he known for? What was Gabriel known for? What was Gabriel known for? What? Where do we see Gabriel? Delivering messages. But his name means the strength of God. And his name and his identity and his function are connected. So what it means is the strength of God is delivered through messages. When God gives you revelation, he's giving you strength. And God doesn't give you a message that he has not given you strength to live out. Come on now, now. Help me now, Lord. This is the reason the enemy wants to stop you from listening to messages. Because to listen to messages will mean 
that you are gaining strength you did not have before. Not just listening, but to understand it. This is the reason why Gabriel was said to Mary, and he said, the spirit of Moses shall overshadow, you shall conceive. The moment he delivered that message, he also delivered the seed of God into that woman. Because that seed of God was the word of God, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And so the words of God that Gabriel was transmitted was literally life. And life in its original form, watch this, help me Holy Spirit now. Life in its original form, in its original essence, has no form. Life does not have form. Life takes on the form it desires to manifest as. <laughs> in him was life. The life was the light of man. The word became flesh. The word took on flesh. Then why didn't we ask what kind of flesh? Why was it not African flesh? Because the commitment of God to, the, to mankind was through the Jews. So when the word became flesh, it could not become European flesh. It had to put on Jewish flesh. Where did it get the intelligence to put on Jewish flesh? To put on the chromosomes, the genetic composition? Because life in its essence has no form. But it can take on the form that it desires. That is why the life of God flowing through you in the place of prayer can take on a form of healing when you target it towards healing. Can take on a form of favor when you engage the spiritual protocols of favor. Can take on a form of deliverance. Are you here now? Has anybody seen that? <laughs> Has anybody seen life? Have you said, said see, when you see life, that means you are not seeing life. For you to see life, it means you are not operating in life. <laughs> life is, is invisible, but it's real, it's palpable. So, we see that. Now, the superiority of the Christ is that the angels, they carry the name of God, but the Christ carries the nature of God. Because the fact that I put a label on a product does not mean my DNA is in that product. So Raphael carries the name of God. Gabriel, Michael, Uriel, and all the other L's. And there are many L's that are not inside the holy uh, canon, the canon of scriptures. Those are the approved and endorsed uh, writings. The holy writings that went through a couple of tests. And they end up with six, six books. But there are many extra canonical books. There are many, many other books, okay? But some of them have certain nuances that may not fit into the body of scripture or are agiistic uh, writings that you don't need and they actually will confuse you more than they help you. Right? But there are many other angels that are listed here and there. But let's stay with the ones of the Bible. Okay? Now, the Christ has the nature of God. No matter how great the iPhone is, as powerful as the iPhone is, there is no single iPhone that carries the DNA of Steve Jobs. As powerful as a Microsoft computer is, and the fact that they can carry out assignments on behalf of Bill Gates, including as I hear, I hear that they can now spy on you through your webcam, right? And it's been on for a while. They killed a certain guy called John McAfee. Who knows the story of John McAfee? Um, the stories that they took him out because he was beginning to expose many of the uh, the things right that they were doing in the tech world and where this thing is going is that human beings are likely going to be zombified so you already know how they are trading and following you how you see an average click on something you like on facebook and on instagram they're already showing you 
adverts. Okay? So the angels carry the name of God, but as sons, we carry the nature of God. Somebody say, I carry the nature of God. Somebody say, Lord, I say, Daniel, and whatever carries the nature of God. Say, I carry the nature of God. All right. Don't forget that they have a name or they carry an excellent name. How do I know? Verse 4. Somebody type verse 4 for us again. He said, Having become so much more better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. So the angels have an excellent name. And what makes their name excellent? We see it in the book of Psalms. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So what makes Raphael, uh, uh, Gabriel, Michael is because they carry the name of God. Let me just do a sidestep. Anytime you are trying to take God's name out of your products, your services, your offerings and all of that, you are settling for something less than excellent. Of course, I'm not saying go and turn your business to uh, three doves by the River Jordan International Bakeries. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying when you try to conceal God, I don't want people to think that you are a God person. Alright? So verse 5. So what name did Jesus obtain by inheritance? The identity of God. Right? And uh, well, let me say, it's not even the identity. That's the wrong way to put it. Because he had the identity of God. It is, okay, yes. The authorization to reign as God even though you are man. Now, I've told this before that Jesus is still a man. And so some people might, you know, be a little bit like, oh, Jesus, that just sounds fancy. Show me in the Bible. So let's look at, uh, help me, Lord. Where is this now? I think it's in First Timothy. First Timothy 2, 2, 2. First Timothy 2, 5, actually. Uh, First Timothy 2, 5. We'll come back to Hebrews 1. Is the Bible study studying? Is the rev revving? Is the teach teaching? Is the teaching teaching? Whew. Thank you, babe. Thank you, PLT. Now, verse 5. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. For there is one God. For there is one God. This is post-resurrection. For there is one God and one mediator. Of course, you already know now, mediator, media. 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 Medium. Right? Mediator. Media. The one who propagates the media of God. The mediator, the go-between, the transmitter, right? The announcer. So there's a one God and one mediator between God and men, and that that mediator is what? Who's who's that mediator? The man, Jesus Christ, not the God, the man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, you, you gotta put the man there, defile. Not just the, mm -mm, you're missing the Christ. No, don't put the Christ. It's not the man. That's the point I'm trying to make. So when he said in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 4 that he has obtained a more excellent name, we are now seeing that what man lost, man regained in Christ because as man now, man, Jesus Christ, he has a 
is superiorly to all the angels. Some of the time, angels are not higher than me. Angels are not higher than me. Angels are not higher. No, 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 no. Angels are not higher. No, 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 no. Angels are not higher. So I'm trying to adjust my uh, cable work over here. All right, beautiful. I want to see an angel. I want to see an angel. An angel wants to see you. <laughs> wants to see you manifesting the more excellent name. All right, let's let's progress. I have a long list though, of things to share with you guys, but for me, foundations are so important. If the foundations be destroyed, what can righteous do? If the theological foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the emotional foundations are destroyed, what can righteous do? Some of the arguments you have in your friendships have nothing to do with the friend. They have things to do with foundational issues, right? Some of the issues you have with church have nothing to do with this current church. It was the old church you were in, right? Now, verse 5, and it drives it home. Verse 5, okay? Somebody put verse 5 in the comments. It said, for to which of the angels did he ever say, so even when they're called the sons of God, God never at any point say, said, you, you are my son, capital M, capital S. Then it qualifies that. The difference between when they say the sons of God, angels, and the son of God, Jesus. He said, to which of them did I ever say, today I have begotten you. Let me explain how it is. You know, somebody can be like, hey, because you know my bestie. Because you know my bestie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, my bestie. I'm a cat that knows I'm a maker. That knows I'm a maker. Maka that knows I'm a maker. Give me Maka. Maka, Maka, why? <laughs> right? I say, Amaka is my bestie. But your mind, you be like, oh, we just met a couple of weeks ago. Oh, we used to be friends in primary school, but a whole lot has changed. So God is saying, Organic, I tell you this one, eh? You know all of that. Or some of that used to be your friends before, then they did some things repeatedly, and they are still expecting. Even though they are not waiting on the child, they are expecting that you'll be their best friend. Can we talk? You get the point. God is saying, to which of the angels did I ever say, you are my son, today have I begotten you. And again, see that now. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. To which of them did he ever say from the beginning of creation? Right? Now, verse 6. But when again, when he again brings the firstborn into the world. Help me, Lord, now. What does it mean to bring the firstborn into the world? Do you know what that means? Jesus did not become the firstborn after he got into the world. He was the firstborn inside of God before he was brought into the world. Because he said, when he again brought the firstborn into the world. And so when Jesus was coming into the world, you cannot say somebody is first if there's no second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. So the moment Jesus was manifested, everybody who is sent on this call 
was already in the womb of God, being pushed out in the seed of God. So Jesus is the seed of God, but it's an infinitely powerful and potent seed that replicates after the God kind and holds in that seed the entirety of the number of those that will be saved. In other words, everybody here, was already inside the mind of her from eternity's past. So when Jesus showed up, you showed up in him. So redemption is actually you taking a seat that was reserved for you in Christ. See, redemption was not like you finally decided and then that's, ah, okay, let's find one room for a meal. It's not like maybe when you travel with your friend to the hometown and they have to look for a guest house for you. No, you were given a home in God. You were given a space in God. And so that's why the Bible says, they that he foreknew, he called. What do you call people to? You call them from where they are, where? or where they are to where they ought to be. So redemption called you out of sin into your space in Christ because God already kept that. Oh, I feel God now. Come on, somebody give God praise right now for redemption. It's not an afterthought. It's not something that is going to, uh, you know, uh, be given to you later. You were called into it. And it called him the firstborn. Thank you, God. Take your seat in Christ, y'all. Thank you, God. 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 Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundant far before could have asked or imagine. This is unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to give you an inheritance. Someone's like, okay, I want to hear about angels and demons. Don't worry now. I'm coming. Okay? Verse 6. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, what does it say? Let all the angels of God worship him. And there are at least nine choirs, categories of angels, in three, nine, let's say, choirs of angels, in three major categories. I'm not sure we'll touch on them today. If we do, I'll just touch very briefly, but uh, the bulk of it will be on Sunday. So when Jesus was born, when he came into the world, so angels, see that that boy there, Nami, Nami did there, Nami did, Nami did, Nami did there. Now look at this now. It said that there was one mediator. The mediator has to be in touch. Media has to be in touch with the person who's encoding the information and the one who's decoding the information. <laughs> so in communication, there's encoding and there's decoding, uh, decoding. There's transmission and there's reception. Now, the mediator, the media, the medium must be in touch with both ends. For you to transmit a message, you must be connected. So for me to transmit this message, now I must be in touch with God and in touch with you. So why am I taking my time? I'm taking my time to explain because I want quote-unquote the slowest, littlest, youngest, most basic, least theologically sophisticated person to hear it and understand it. Yes, have questions, but at least understand enough of it to ask the right questions. Right? But then I must be in touch with God enough to be speaking the mind of God, the heart of God. Come on. Just occur to me that Enoch's, uh, Enoch's 
abbreviation initials are EL, Enoch Leramo, L. So there's L in the chats there. In touch. So he's the man Jesus Christ. But God said, worship that baby there. And so we see angels singing and worshiping. Now, verse 7. And of the angels. This is where we're going now. <laughs> and of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? He makes his angels spirits. Another one says wings and his ministers, people who carry out his assignment, a flame of fire. Don't forget what it was that John said, the one I baptize you with water, but the one that is coming after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He will baptize you with the spirit of the kingdom. There's no baptizing you with fire. Fire is for ministry, for purification, primarily, and then for ministration, impartation, activation. Now, what does wind do to fire? What does wind do to fire? Wind supports fire. When applied the right way anyway. Wind causes fire to spread. So when we deal with the functionality of angels, we're going to see that angels are like accelerator support programs for the ministry of the Christ in the earth and in the heavenlies. And so the believer is in the incubator of salvation and then is released to the accelerator of angelic manifestations. Let me use that as an example. To get things boom, 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 pow. To get things moving, spreading. Acceleration support program. Wind serves as oxygen to ignite breath. To tell Peter, wake up, collect your money. Sorry, get out of prison. Are we here? So let me begin to go through my long list. <laughs> okay, let me read verse 8. Let me read verse 8. Verse 8. But to the son, he says, Your throne, O God. So God was saying to the son, Who is the son? Jesus Christ. The father was saying to the son, Your throne, O God. So God acknowledges Jesus as God. It's only some denominations that don't accept Jesus as God. But God said to God, <laughs> Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. So let's look through the list about angels. A couple of things about angels. Let's start with this one. Number one. Angels were made by God. Help me, my scribes. Colossians chapter 1. Let's take it from verse 15. Angels were made by God. So, angels are not just free floats and enters, and then we already see their nature. He makes them spirits. So, they are spirit beings, and they are wind-like. Their operation is like wind. Because I talked to you two Sundays ago, that spirits operate like wind, Right? That's why a wrong spirit can come into a place and sweep everything. 
You see that? Just like wind can enter a place and, and break things down. A wrong spirit can enter into a place and break things down. No, please give me, give me Colossians 1 from 15. I said from verse 15. Give it to about verse uh, 18. If I need more, I'll ask for it. So uh, a wrong spirit can come in and move everything down. Right? Take everything out. I'm waiting for Colossians 1, 15 to 20. All right, thank you very much. Please also give it to me in the TPT and give it to me in the Amplified, please. YouTubers, are we all right? Are we doing good on YouTube? Are we still on YouTube? All right. The TPT and give it to me in the... All right, let's go. So look at what it says in the MKJV. He is the image of God. The image of the invisible God is talking about the Christ now. Again, you see that word, the firstborn. Look at somebody say, I don't know what's in my number B, but they born me. I be God picking. The first, it doesn't matter that number, I know, 70 billion. I'm not sure that that many children of God. Number maybe like I don't know fifteen billion three hundred and sixty five million two hundred and fifty five thousand I don't know what the stats are but Evans record keeping is premium so the guy your your metric number <laughs> he's image of the visible God the first one of all over all creation so he's the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were created that are in heaven. That includes angels. They were created by the Christ and for the Christ. Then it says, the things that are on earth, so all things you can see, plants, trees, all of that, it says, visible and invisible. Then it begins to list celestial power bases. So when it says dominions, he's talking about a kind of spiritual entity. The dominions there is not talking about uh, a rulership or regime. That's not what it's speaking about there. It's speaking about a class of spirit beings. They are called dominions. Come on now. They are called dominions. They are spirit beings that are called dominions. And they are responsible for governance and territory. We'll talk about that maybe on Sunday. They're responsible for territorial influence. That is the principalities who are princes over municipalities. They are also a class of angelic beings. And then it said powers, who are also a class of angelic beings. So when you see dominions, it's not talking about principal in your primary school. And please, when you think about it, it's not talking about witches. Witches are, they are my, my, witches are like mosquitoes in the spirit. You use the bagon of uh, the word of God to shut them down. They are not, they are just self-centered fleshly people that have opened up themselves to spiritual manipulation and to be rented. So witches are like Airbnb for demonic spirits to just do a job briefly and then check out, okay? Or kill the my the my you know the host can destroy the Airbnb right? So the demon can deal with it, with the witch, right? So he's talking about power bases here in the realm of the spirit that there are class of angels called dominions, called principalities, and called powers. Powers, as my Ghanaian friends would call it, powers. Somebody say powers. 
You see that now? He said that all things were created through him. So the Christ was the creative agency of God. He is the creative agency of God. So when God spoke his words, don't forget, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Now man is made in God's image. So as God thinks in his heart, so he is. So God doesn't like integrity. Whatever God is saying, he's not whining. You can't say to God, Abi, they whining, Abi, they whining. Sure, you know what? No, what God is thinking is what God is saying. And what God is thinking is his logos, his logic. And when he speaks the word, he's speaking the Christ. That's why we spoke about the sword of the spirit on Sunday, which is the word of God. When I release the word of God, I'm releasing Christ over that situation. And because all things were made by him and for him, he superintends all things. Therefore, he reigns supreme over all things. And that's why I have the victory regardless of what my feeling says. Are we here? Then he said, he is before all things. So why does he have to be before all things? Because if it's if it's guiding all things, he goes ahead to tell the things where they ought to be. So listen, please. When God said, let there be light, in that expression, let there be light, all the intelligences, I'm feeling a lot of goosebumps today. Is there any other person who's feeling goosebumps as I'm speaking or you've felt that at different points, right? Is anybody who's felt something on their bodies? When, when God said, let there be light, all the intelligences required were already embedded in that instruction. This is the reason God likes to be believed. Because when you take God at his word, it means that you know that he keeps his word. Okay? You see that now. So, let there be light. Boom, 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 like him. Now, when God said, and God created the moon, he did not use his hands. He used his words. So, what kind of moon? What weight would the moon, because there are different kinds of moons, right? What would be the weight of the moon? What part would be dimpled? What part would be dented? What part would spin? All of those details, all of those specificities were actually architectured by the creative intelligence of God. And that intelligence was encoded in his word and was executed by his spirit. Follow me now. Follow me now. So, what gave the moon its size, the sun its size? It was the Christ that did that. And because the words are speaking their spirit and their life, when the Christ designed it, the Holy Spirit executed it exactly the way the Christ designed it and exactly the way the Father declared it. So, the Father declares, the Christ designs, the Spirit does. And because they are in constant alignment all the time, exactly what God wants is what the Spirit does. Exactly what the Father wants is what the Son executes. Are we here? So every angelic being was designed for a specific assignment. This is the reason there are certain angels that will never work with your ministry, never work with you until a certain level of alignment, territorial responsibility, family responsibility, spiritual augmentation, capacity building, fastings and prayers. Are we here now? Because they were not made for fun. They were made as support systems to execute the counsel of God. And so they are going to look at the divine curriculum as the Christ reveals it. And they'll say, it's time now to go and support Danny in this king's ministry. It's time now because Toju needs help with the work that is growing in our hands. It's time now for Tolu George, are we here? And it's a very organized system. It is so organized, watch this. 
I don't want to get into the knowledge tonight. But it's so organized that it, when the devil builds a system, in fact, the devil does not build a system. The devil only perverted the system that God already built. But he has ranking and found when it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Now, those principalities and powers that we're wrestling against, they are of the same category as the same principalities and powers we read now that did not fall. They are of the, what I said, same category. The way they were designed, the way they were made. Why do you have to wrestle? Aye, Lord help me now. Who used to watch WWF? WWF, you remember? Yokozuna, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. I don't know who the modern guys are. These guys are like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Undertaker, the weird guy with the black thing and the whatever. All right. Can I ask you? Einakwa, pefunia sumani sakumanish. WWF, right? They're, they're fighting, they're fighting. You know, sometimes when they fight, they'll now carry somebody and slam him, slam, boom, boom. <laughs> and then many of those things are actually actors. I hope you know that. Shawn Michael, yeah. Ray Mysterio. Ah, you guys, you don't watch, you don't watch it. All right. Now, when they throw that guy out of the ring, eh? When they throw him out of the ring, can he wrestle from outside the ring? Can he wrestle from outside the ring? Because wrestling is close contact. Hmm? He can't, right? He has to get back into the ring to wrestle. Now, where are principalities and powers? Where are they? Where are principalities and powers? Where are they? Where are they? No. I'm saying really according to the Bible. Where does, where does the Bible say they are? <laughs> Hey, thank you, Pastor Vicky says, high places, Lady Jade. Yes, high places. So, if you never believe you are in a high place in the spirit, remember that the Bible says you are wrestling against those principles and powers, and they are in the high places. So, you are already in a high place in the spirit. So, anytime there is a demonic manifestation against you, let it be a reminder of the space you already occupy. It means you are in the same ring. The difference is you are actually higher than them. Your spirit man is higher than them. However, your soul can navigate certain realms. That's why there's something called astral travel. Where a demonic spirit can pally up with your soul under certain conditions, incantations, protocols, uh, access codes to the spirit realm. And people can literally download demonic things into the earth. Are we here? Am I slow enough? I'm intentionally slow because I don't want to... I'm too old to be exciting people alone. I don't want to be exciting people. I want to be transforming people. When I was a teenager, I was very happy just to excite people. And if they were empowered, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I love the slowness. working for my brain. Thank you for that. Right now, I want to empower and transform people. And if they're excited, great. That's the byproduct. So you're in that high place. But we know what God made them. Number two, angels were made before humans. So don't forget, God made angels. That's number one. Number two, angels were made. They were not born. Thank you very much. 
E-L for that. L, maybe that's my new nickname for Enoch. E-L. Right? That sounds like eternal life, but it's actually more like eternal life, extraordinary life, elevated life. You guys got to pay me for all those things I, I call you, right? Yeah. Angel made me for human, humans. Hey, Jojo, good to hear you for, for the first time. I'm sending you a big hug, right? They made me for before man. God spoke, 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 bum, 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 spoke everything. So when he was speaking, hey. Hey, Shufania. See, God is God is bad. Oh, sorry, God is good. Oh, when God spoke those things, the intelligence of the Christ was configuring everything, the intermagnetic forces, the tensile strength of this one and that, the force field, the the footprints of the galactic causeways. Everything was being arranged by the intelligence of God. But when God was going to make man, he was in touch with man. So every other thing, he spoke his word, and those words, boom, 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 organized that. But this one, he got involved, and he made man. So listen, God's hand was upon your life before you ever had any goosebumps. So when you don't have goosebumps, do you know his hand is on my life? So they were made, let's look at Genesis 2 verse 1. Genesis 2 verse 1. He was in touch. He used that hand. He, 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 he molded man's body. And then he breathed. He didn't just speak. He didn't just speak. But he vomited himself into man. His life. And man became a little nuffish. Somebody give me Genesis 2 verse 1. Watch my time. Genesis 2 verse 1. Make it quick. Just some generic information about angels. Anybody there? Oh, I wanted to read uh, Colossians 1 in other translations. Or read it later. Okay. Thus, the heavens and the earth, what's that? That tongue should give me uh, Job 38 from 1 to 7. Angels are made for humans. Thus, the heavens and the earth, and all the host of them were finished. So, before God formed man, he finished, boom, all the hosts, including the angels. Angels were not made after man was formed. Angels were made before man was formed, because don't forget, it says that they are ministering spirits. Did you, did, you, did you read that part? Why does it say they are ministering spirits unto sons of salvation? We didn't get there right. I think I, I got uh, caught up with not you know some other stuff. But you see, when you now go to did we get there that they are ministering spirits unto those who inherit salvation? Because I need it for this place now. Verse 14, we didn't get there. Verse 14. Now, look at verse 14, right? Are they not all... Okay, let's, let's look at from verse 13. Hebrews 1, verse 13. Because I was building up, right? Verse 13. But to which of the angels has he ever said... So he said, number one, which of the angels did he say, my beloved son, uh, 
yeah, my son, I'm giving birth to you. Then which of the angels did he say uh, begotten you? Then verse 13. It wasn't shading the angels, it was setting the matter straight. Then verse 13. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Verse 14. Are they not all, all the angels, including the fallen ones, that were designed to be ministering spirits? Somebody give me, give me uh, Hebrews 1, 13 to 14 and Amplified Antiquity. They were designed to be ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. So God already factored in everything you knew was going to need. Everything Abiola Dena was going to need in salvation. Everything David Fosho was going to need. And then he puts angels in place. Anticipate God is so thoughtful, mindful of you. Put angels in place to do that. I'm coming somewhere. Somebody help me now. Uh, Timothy says, and God has never said, to, said this to any of his angels. Take your seat next to me at my right hand until I force your whispering enemies, your whispering enemies to be a rug under your feet. What role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers. They are messengers. Watch this. They are messengers. They are support systems. Uh, they are, but they are in the spirit realm. Sent by God to do what? To serve. To serve. Somebody write this down. Angels are sent as my domestic staff. Now, not all of them, I have to be clear. Right? Not all of them because they're different classes. Some of them don't. Right? But all, when I say domestic staff, I'm saying all of them are domiciled in your own space. But all of them are called to serve you. So angels are your servants. Now, but let me go where I'm going. <laughs> Amplified says, but each of the angels this is in my right hand, together with me in royal dignity, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet in triumphant conquest. And not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, accompany, protect those who will inherit. Of course, they are. Now, so just my doctor and my nurses is coming from a place. It's not just fancy. But let's go back to our text. Uh, in that Genesis 2, we're saying that angels were formed. So, which one was made first? Were angels made before man was formed? Tell me. Were they? Were they? Angels, were they? Okay, great. Now, there are servants, right? Are they servants? When you go to a restaurant, what are the servants in a restaurant called? The servants in a restaurant, what are they called? Waiters! What do waiters do? They wait on you. And they wait for you. So, who shows up at the restaurant first? The person making the food? Or the person that is going to serve the Sorry, the person coming to eat the food? Or the person that is going to wait? He's called the waiter because he waits. So even in the order of creation, in bringing man into existence, God made sure that the angels were already waiting for man. Oh my word. Oh my word. Oh my word. Oh the word of God. That's why in Hebrews chapter 1, 
He said, when he brought from the sun into the world. So the angels were already waiting. And so when the sun came into the world, he said, okay, now worship him. Job 38. Google post our first comment for the night. All right, glory to Jesus. Job 38 from verse 1 to 7. See what it says then. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this who darkens counsel? Who be that guy? That darkens counsel by words without knowledge. <laughs> so listen, if you go and meet somebody to counsel you that has no knowledge, the person is darkening, is darkening your counsel. He's removing the small lights that you had before. Because for you to admit that you're confused, that means you have enough light to know that there's some confusion somewhere. So when you go and meet someone that lacks knowledge to counsel you, they actually counsel you. All right? Who is this who that is counseled by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? So the earth has measurements. There's a certain number of earthquakes that cannot afford to happen at the same time, otherwise, everything will end. The sun cannot go higher and set certain temperature, otherwise, People are going to burn up, fry up. It cannot be too cold, otherwise everything will freeze up. A certain number of bees have to be alive. A certain number of bees have to be kept alive for the ecological balance to be maintained. A certain number of flowers and vegetation across different landscapes have to be in tandem. So the intelligence of God did not just create something and abandon it. The intelligence of God created something and then put man on earth to supervise it. But how well are we doing? He said, I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? So the earth has foundations, even though you might not see it. Tell me if you have understanding. And someone said, how can you have foundation when it's floating? That's because you are thinking like human civil engineers. Human civil engineers need a physical foundation on the earth. Right? <laughs> but God, who builds things in space, he has cyclical foundations that don't have to be visible. What were you when I laid for yourself the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who struck the line upon it? To what? Where is that? I'm looking for the scripture. To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its corner, cornerstone, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Speaking about the, the outburst of creation and the manifestation of, of angels at the beginning. Right. Number three, and I think I'll taper down with this one now. And hey, can I taper down with this one? Let's help your boy tonight now. Number, number three, angels have a will. Angels have a will. Jude chapter 1 verse 6. Somebody give us Jude 1 verse 6. Jude chapter 1 verse 6. Can somebody, is that actually just, just Jude, right? Uh, 
And the angels who did not keep their proper domain will speak about us and stand by God's grace. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains on the darkness for the judgment of the great day. So there's a class of angels that do not keep their own estate, operate within their boundaries, and then they are held on the judgment. They are held on the judgment. This is one of the scriptures that has created a debate around the source of demons. So there are two, let me just introduce this and then we'll discuss it in the by this week. There are two uh, classes of thoughts about demons. Some people feel like demons and there are strong theological debates around it. Some people feel like demons are fallen angels, right? Fallen angels. That the angels fell and they became bad guys. So demons, okay? Others, um, and I think I'm a bit more leaning in this, in this direction, if anything changes between today and Sunday, I'll let you know. Others believe that the people you call demons, right, that they are not the fallen angels, and, and that's because of verses like this. There are a few verses like this. I think there's another one in First Peter chapter 2 that speaks about angels being reserved for the blackness of darkness and for eternal judgment in Tartarus. Others believe that the people you call demons are the children... <laughs> So, at some point, some angels were doing runs with human beings, with babes. They saw babes in the book of Genesis, in the days of Noah, before Noah, right? They saw babes, yes. And they collaborated with the babes. And that's because, I've taught you before, some angels can shape-shift. Um, they can manifest in, in certain forms, right? Now, don't forget that they impregnated those people, they impregnated the women, and they bluffed and said men of renown, they called them Anak. They were giants. They were humongous. In fact, some historical studies begin to tell us that they had more than, you know, some of them had more than one limb. So if you watch a lot of Greek mythology, you're going to see the seeds in those Greek mythology, um, Zeus and all those gods, men of renown. So till today, you're going to see in movies, some fantastic, like movies like The Witcher, uh, P.O.F. Medani, help me, you guys watch some of those epic kind of movies and stuff, right? Those extra normal things, they're coming from somewhere. So, the perception on demonology for many people, Olympus, yeah, all those guys, all those movies and all those things. Now, some of them have six fingers, six uh, toes, and they're just wild. Because they had extra uh, ajasara, they had angelic being material. <laughs> now they put a man, a woman that is, and they brought forth. Now, this is the reason God caused Noah's flood. People who are not informed, like, God is very wicked, oh, how can God even just flood the earth? Did he not create people? No, this is the agenda. God had a commitment that men must be saved. For men to be saved, they have to be of the same material as he was. Eh? Now, if God had not caused the flood in the days of Noah, what would have happened is, this men of renown would have proliferated themselves. The Bible says, let's look at it. Let me, let me just read. 
Uh, let me read the Noah part of it. Uh, the time is now up now. Let me just end right now, right? I don't mean I'll end, I mean the description. Okay, you know what? Let me just read it so you can meditate on this. Genesis 6, from verse 1. From verse 1. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God, you see that expression again, the sons of God, they saw the daughters of men. Don't forget, they have been waiting. But when they saw our different babes, they say, ah, see that babe, very delicious, very delicious. See this one curve, ah, see this one front, this, see this one back. Because God created a woman with extra features. Now, I, let me help. Let me, I, do you know, oftentimes in the Bible, we know that angels don't marry. Angels don't marry. But the manifestations of angels in the Bible are essentially masculine. And the thinking is, because they are sons of God. They are sons of El. Sons of Elohim. That's Raphael Elohim. That's uh, Gabriel Elohim. Sons of the creatorial God. So it's a sign of honor for them to appear and God introduces himself as male, as masculine. For whatever reason, he chooses that, even though he's not male as we know him, as, as we know human men, <laughs> human men, right? But that's what he chooses. So angels will manifest in that because they serve his agenda. So when men, sons of Elohim, saw other men, they were not moved by the other men, Okay. But they saw women and daughters of God. Eh? And don't forget the Bible says they multiplied. So there were a lot of babes. The Bible says that they were very beautiful. They were beautiful. And they took wives. By the way, somebody say you're beautiful. If you're a woman, say, tag your woman. Tag your woman right now. Say you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. I saw an angel. By the way, if somebody calls you an angel, they're actually demoting you. I'll talk about it on Sunday. If they call you an angel, they are demoting you. <laughs> they had all those, they had, they had things, all the things that women have. Now, they saw that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Uh, uh, yeah, whom they chose actually. Now look at verse 3. What does verse 3 now say? And the Lord said, the moment they entered into covenant, God never wanted man to enter into covenant with an angel. That's like trying to be intimate with your driver or intimate with your house help. They are not in the same class. So when God said that, look at what it says. Anybody posting our scriptures for us? I I love to read the word. Verse 3. Genesis 6 from verse 1. I mean verse 3 now. And the Lord said, My spirit will not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Let me calm down. Now, most people, most people have said that what God said, what God meant is that, hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. Is that, Man will no longer live beyond 120 years. That's what men, people have said. But if you read this, you're going to see that people still live beyond 120 years. 
there's a woman possibly in your village or somewhere in Japan who lived beyond 120 years. So, the more likely translation of this, I've checked the original text, God was not saying because of this man will die at 120. He was saying because of the proliferation of this demonic engagement and covenantal intimacy between servants and sons, between angels and people in my image, in 120 years from that time, I will cut man off. Because by my calculation, if I allow this thing go for another 120 years, mankind will be too polluted to be redeemed. So it took Noah about a hundred years to build the ark, and it was going to take that long for Noah to build the ark without technology. <laughs> Let's just close, please. Let's just close because it's doing me some. Go and study. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory and honor. If you got something tonight, don't worry, go and study. <laughs> you want to land by, so please land, sure. So I'll land by 9.30. Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory and honor. Thank you for the revelation of your word, the revelation of your spirit. Thank you for what you're doing in Kings. It's so special, it's so original, it's so you. It's so amazing, and we embrace it with all that we have. We thank you, our God and King, because everyone here is coming to a new level of understanding. We're coming to a new place of capacity. We're coming to a new place of dominion and authority. Revelation knowledge is exploding in our hearts and our spirits. We are flooded with light. We embrace, we embrace the standards to which you are calling us. Father, we move away from childish and beggarly and normal things and natural medical things into deeper things and that our lives will now become marked by supernatural exploits from a place of desperation from a place of revelation from a place of alignment intimacy or connection father we give you praise i ask as we study as we pray as we go uh, beyond where we stop tonight that you will help us you will help us to thrive help us to flourish help us to move beyond what we have seen before Thank you, Father. We glorify you, our King. Now, Lord, I ask for angelic activations and manifestations in every life here. I rebuke every demon spirit. I push you, I cast into the dry places of the earth, and we resist the devil and his antiques in the name of Jesus. We proclaim that we are filled with fire, filled with knowledge. The Holy Spirit amplifies the thoughts of the Father in our lives, and it causes the, the full pleasure, the full measure of the pleasure of God that were fulfilled in our lives. Give you praise, our Father. Now, Lord, I ask for everyone who has a need, everyone who has a situation, a challenge, a, a difficulty, a complication. I speak resolution right now. I speak peace right now. I speak wholeness right now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Uh, please study more. Ask, let's ask questions. Let's engage. There's a lot. There's a lot to share. Um, I got emotional at different points and I got a bit overwhelmed at different points. Not overwhelmed from a bad place, so from a very, very good place because there's so many things to share. Right? So pray for me as well that God will give me the wisdom to share the things that I will walk in the God given wisdom to share the things that you need for your destiny. Let me tell you one of the things you should do that you should pray for your pastor. Your pastor, whether you like it or not, is in the top five 
greatest voices in your in your life in your subconscious mind it's possibly more in the top three and for many of you in the top two right um you gotta pray for that person <laughs> anybody that speaks yes yo in my case top one amen you know and that's the truth you're in the top one of my life as well so anybody that speaks to you that often gotta pray for the person you gotta pray god put put my words in his mouth Give him the articulation, the intelligence, the capacity. Give him the strength, the grace to express your eternal desire. You know why? Because God always works through messengers. Don't ask how he does it. Just do it power. See, this is the, let me just tell you. Here we go again, teacher. If Nepa should supply light, eh, the light they are generating inside your house, it will destroy everything in your house. If God speaks to you, with the full weight of his glory, you will wake up in, in Zion's peaks in front of Elohim. Do you understand? You, you, can't, you can't handle your human frame. It's just, it's just disappearing. Like, there's that, was a king of dreams, that, that movie, right? Where people just disappear. So, what God does, that uses messengers to disperse it in doses. It's like you going to the hospital, and I say, ah, this person is tetracycline, and now go and bring 50 drums of tetracycline from Bayer or from Glaxico, what's it called? Smith Klein Bicham. And then it now points into, no, they have to give you pills in doses. So you have to pray, Lord, give my pastor wisdom to give me the pill I need. So you pray for me and for the pastoral team and your leaders. If you can't do it every day, pick a day of the week. And if you can't pick any of the week, pick Saturday before Sunday. Lord, as they are speaking, the word you have for me, let it come through them. It's so important. It's so, so important. All right, love you all. Please don't forget, you can give your offerings for those who want to do that. You can give your offerings. And I think that I remember the seed I wanted to give on Sunday that I did not get to do because I I, try, I want to minister somewhere. So if you're like me and you didn't get to do your offering or a seed that you had in mind on Sunday, you want to do that. You do that tonight, or you just feel so blessed and so enriched by this. Um, as you come towards the end of the year, we're going to have a lot of spendings to do, so it's also a good time to task task yourself and give sacrificially. Amen. All right, group hug, everybody. Group hug. Boom. Here we go. Here it goes. All right, love you all. Have a okay. Yeah, they just posted the the stuff. The account details. So get the account details. You can post it on the group as well for those who want to who want to give. Yeah. Gotta go. Love you all. Yeah, pray for people for PLT. We're in a very demanding season, a lot of work. Good stuff, oh. Nothing is wrong, bro. We're just doing a lot of work. So pray for refreshing and strength and all of them. And thanks to all of you who send personal messages and who say prayers for us and who sow into us and give to us and compliment and all those things. They all make a difference. Bless you! Bye! generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.